Well, we made it to the credits of Raising Arizona, episode number six of our view of the double rainbow all the way across the sky that is the career of Nicolas Cage. (laughs) I'm Seth. I am Brian. And boy, what a view this movie was. (laughs) Before we get into it, uh, spoilers ahead, so. Yes, this will definitely contain spoilers for Raising Arizona, a movie that was filmed and released in 1987. Hey man, um, if you haven't seen this, this movie, one's actually this one is actually worth the spoiler warning, I think, because it was yes. it was it was it was good. It was delightful. I was delighted. Yes, this is such a changeover in tone that uh, I do believe it finally signals a new era in Nicolas Cage's career. Oh. So we have just left the heartthrob era, which is what I'm calling his very beginnings, wide-eyed and dew-filled. I mean, Gross. it makes sense. Did you see him coming up over that hill in Valley Girl? <laughs> yes. Um, so Heartthrob Era is dead and gone now. And now we are into what I'm going to affectionately call the Blue Steel Era. Because in a disproportionate number of upcoming posters, Nick Cage is full on doing Blue Steel. <laughs> and I can't look past it. So that's what the... From from Zoolander, Blue Steel? Yes. Yes, we are in the Blue Steel section of Nick Cage's career. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to see some of these. Uh. It's true, man. There's about Tippity half of the posters the for the keys. next ten movies. He's got Blue Steel going on. It's for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't look past it. So, it's, we're it's... entering into the Blue Steel era. <laughs> That's so good. Man, Raising Arizona was such a wild movie. So, I had no expectations whatsoever. I didn't know what this movie was about. All I knew going in was that um, my dad, when I told him that I was making a Nicolas Cage review podcast, he said, oh, have you seen Raising Arizona yet? Apparently, that is the movie that he knew Nick Cage from most. Which is wild, because there's, like, National Treasure and shit. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. It was a good, it was a good flick. Like yeah. I came in with zero expectations as well. Just kind of, I, I had only heard things here and there about it, but nothing that was like, oh, it's one of Nick Cage's bad movies or anything. So I'm like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. this is one of the good ones where he's finally establishing himself as, as you know, less crazy Nick Cage and more capable actor Nick Cage. I yeah, mean, not that he wasn't capable of... before. It was just he, he, he did a lot of uh, younger, kind mm-hmm. of more, uh, I don't know, expressive, kind of more crazy Movies that, that had a little bit of breathing room for people that didn't have super good acting chops. Exactly, yeah. Um, this film was an absolute stunning delight. Which is I strange to can't... say, yeah. Dude, I yeah when it when it started it was like oh it takes place in Tempe Arizona and I was like no shit I took place in Tempe Arizona <laughs> <laughs> and then they started talking with like that like Alabama drawl and I was yeah. like uh, okay <laughs> Hold on I there, get chief. it <laughs> yeah I was like okay yeah rural Arizona in the early seventies sure yeah whatever it kept like hitting my funny bone I was like wow look at how fucking redneck everybody thinks we are. <laughs> Yeah, I it's it's always funny because I that didn't hit me quite as hard as it hit you, but like I definitely noticed it that like wow these guys are excessively uh, southern for where they live, but it is uh, 
it, it hasn't it didn't hit me as hard watching just because I've been privy to that before that everybody does kind of think we're like rootin' tootin' high pollutin' cowboys and like yeah it it is a strange feeling going like wait a minute this is what people think of everyone who lives in Arizona but like I I live in Arizona and I mean I'm not that bad I mean <laughs> I don't think I'm that bad Seth am I that bad I mean yeah don't, but not for that reason answer. okay <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah what's weird is like this i think that this is just the filmic tone thing right because yeah. now that i live in in seattle like people don't view arizona that way like yeah it's cowboys and deserts and stuff but it's not like hicks and rednecks and um cops that shoot up grocery stores <laughs> uh, maybe that one's not true but no i oh man <laughs> uh now it's like Hollywood shorthand for just like less than intelligent people. Right. And like, I definitely see what you're saying about that. But I think a lot of that is just because movies do, especially uh, movies with such a, a specific kind of style that they're going for like this, this, this read very much as an indie movie. And I am, I am mm-hmm. about it. It had a very, kind of moonlight kingdom ish vibe to it yeah um in, in yeah, a lot had, of parts but it, it had major reservoir dog feels like that like gritty low budget kind of yeah 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 like all those scenes with the the lone biker dude were fucking phenomenal <laughs> but um i think uh movies especially ones that are as stylized as this one speak a lot through stereotype um yeah so what what better way to communicate that Arizona is the cowboy state because we are a cowboy state um, than having fact. a bunch of people like <laughs> shooting six shooters and scatter guns, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the thing is like the, that's, I'm continuing to talk about it because it struck me like a dozen different times throughout the film. Like it was such a strong beat for me. Mm. Um, that's why I think the speech patterns come out so strong is because like Arizona is full of fucking rednecks and cowboys and shit, but like, that's not how they talk. (laughs) So they got like the stereotype, right? They just showed it poorly. And who knows? Maybe it's the, the, the setting. Like I wasn't alive in the eighties. Maybe that was a lot more prevalent back then. That's true. Um, it was definitely a more racist racist time. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for uh, sure. So in any case, now that we've talked about that, this film was <laughs> still absolutely wonderful, and I highly recommend watching it. Yeah, um, spoiler alert. Yeah, I I enjoyed every second of it. Um, and for me, what really sold it, I knew. Okay, I knew I was going to really love this film fairly early on, because like, yeah, you're hit with this like. Um, sort of montage of Nick Cage committing the same crime a couple of times <laughs> yeah. in a row and getting caught, getting put in jail, all of this stuff. But I didn't know I was going to love the film until a little bit after that where I realized this movie is about a fucking baby heist. <laughs> oh, Holy man. shit. Holy like, shit. Yeah. This went from like, oh, this might be is this a kidnapping thing and then it was like no this is a heist 
uh, with a baby instead of money. <laughs> it was a it, full heist film. It went from zero to like a uh, like a thousand real quick, yeah. and I don't hate it for doing that. But no, <laughs> no what I agree with you that I mean maybe I uh, felt like it was going to be a more enjoyable experience more early on just because I don't know I I really like this style of film it's it's shot in a way that's very uh enjoyable to me it's and that whole beginning montage of i mean it's not really a montage i don't really know what to call it it's kind of a, it's just a sequence, several but it's quick just, succession of scenes yes yeah, just establishing the background that he's been in and out of prison a bunch of times because he can't control himself and keeps sticking up convenience stores um and that's how he ends up meeting his wife is she is the one who always takes his mugshot. And can I say, the way he does that is fantastic. He's just like, you know, you're a flower. A desert flower. And she's like, oh my god. Like, not, <laughs> you can not tell in... she's like, Soon... turn to the right though, actually. <laughs> yeah, but actually turn to the right. I do need to take your picture. But it, it wasn't done in an overly, like, fawning way. Which, yeah. which was good. But I really yeah. like the part where... It, it was still in that intro sequence, and she's taking his mugshot again, except she's, like, on the verge of tears, and he's like, what's wrong? And she goes, my fiancé left me for da-da-da-da-da, and he goes, well, you tell him I think he's a damn fool. You tell him he, he or that I, yeah. H-I, what was his last name? But he's like, you tell him Couldn't that fight. I think he's a damn fool, and if he wants to talk, he knows, he knows where to find me. And he, like, goes off and names a cell block. He's like, he knows where to find as they're dragging him off <laughs> yeah. oh man i also really like that uh she didn't say fiance she said fiance that's right which i thought was hilarious My another one of those southern me. drawl kind of kind of like wait a minute this right. is what people think hold on it took me a full like half second to realize that she meant fiance <laughs> my fiance left me what fiance your finances left you yeah i mean that's a Did common thing what? but that's not a common way to say that. I'm. Uh. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, and that that's probably two minutes in, and like that sets the entire tone for the whole movie. It's for like, sure. Mick Cage is deeply in love with the person who takes his mugshot. <laughs> I <laughs> love that a lot. Yeah. I just also love how just carefree Nick Cage's character is throughout the whole thing. Um, Dude, he's chill as fuck. Right, yeah, maybe carefree isn't the right word. Like, nonchalant, kind of like uh, that guy in uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Yes. Whatever the hell he said his neurological thing was, where he just kind of can't care about a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. He he doesn't got I got the impression that that um, sort of uh, methodology was meant to make us think that Nick Cage's character wasn't bright enough to... Mm -hmm. To like understand that he should be like, you know, some emotion in this given scene. Where like, right. like he gets almost shot a lot, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, interesting. And he just like keeps moving. Like, it, I got the impression that it was meant to make us think that he just wasn't smart enough to understand that he should be freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah, that's about what I got from that too. That he's he is essentially a hardened criminal, even though his only crimes were. Um, convenience store stickups with unloaded weapons which is why he kept being let off the hook but uh it it did it definitely did read that he's 
just kind of had experience with this kind of danger before and doesn't realize that that's not normal to be almost dead that often. But there was like that whole chase scene where the he holds up a convenience store to get uh, diapers for the kid. Diapers. Yeah. And um, And not even because they really need it. He's just bored. Yeah, and and he's like, all right, stay here uh, to the wife uh, and kid in the car. And she sees him sticking up the store and is like, you dick, and drives the car away. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Just she gets done. Done. Like, you son of a bitch. Gets in the driver's seat. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Drives off. <laughs> like, oh, man. But <laughs> then, she only says, you son of a bitch, like, for like 10 straight minutes. That's the only line that she has in every scene that she's in. Is, pretty much, yeah. bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's fucking done with the guy. I mean. Oh, yeah, for good reason. <laughs> well, yeah. But, man, that was funny as hell. But um, this whole chase scene ensues where he's on foot and running from the cops, and she's in the car with the kid, and she ends up turning around to come get him, and they escape the cops, and they're sitting there yelling at each other in the car, and <laughs> fucking Nick Cage's character, he's like, well, da-da-da-da, uh, left here, honey, and da-da-da-da, well, uh, no, just uh, turn right here, and we're like, where? I thought she knows the way to her house. But no, he's leading her to the pack of diapers that he dropped while he was running, and he just nonchalantly opens the door, grabs them, and then they continue. They run a stop sign. Like that was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is he leading them, leading her to a, another house to run? Like, what is happening? But yeah, uh, that, yeah that's no, just, just that whole the nonchalant thing where it's like, no, I still need these diapers. Yeah. Like, uh, you can see early when. Uh, like the first night that they, after they kidnap Nathan Jr., you can see he's got this like, okay, well, I guess I have to raise a kid now, so I should, what, diapers? You you see this like look on his face where he's like, <laughs> he's not just like, oh man, now I've got to like make sure that I raise this kid well so he doesn't like follow my footsteps. There's none of that like moral quandary. He's just like, okay, so I need diapers now um, and food I guess for a baby, he's just got this like super chill. This is just another thing on my to-do list attitude. I mean, they get home and he's like, let me hold the kid. And so he has him in his arms. He's like, I'm going to give you a a tour of the house. And then he straight up just holds, extends the kid in his arms (laughs) fully out. And he's just like, here's the kitchen and points towards the kitchen. He's like, here's the TV. You're only going to watch a couple hours of that a day. And he's just like, yeah. He's like, all right, why don't you have a seat on the couch, put your feet up, and we'll, I don't know, hang out as a family. <laughs> yeah, we're a family so, yeah, unit now. There is a part of him that is just not too bright, but there also is a part that is just kind of jaded from being a criminal. But that comes yeah. together in a way that's actually, like, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, it was a pleasantly bland character, I guess. Bland is the wrong word. Yeah, Bland's not the right word, but pleasantly, like, uh, He just doesn't know, emote a lot, but it's still fun doorknob. to watch. He's, he's a really pleasant doorknob. But that's the thing, though. He does emote a lot. It's just not the correct one. Like, <laughs> so often, he's got fucking buckwild faces and, like, weird mannerisms and stuff. Like, he does a lot of, like, emoting on screen in this character. But it none of it is, like what you might expect like Hmm. there's a scene where two of his buddies from jail show up and um kind of definitely overstay their welcome but they stay like a day or two 
and uh, they realize that, or they overhear that Nathan Jr., this new baby that they have, isn't his kid. It's something somebody that they've kidnapped. So they, um, Nate Cage comes back inside and realizes that like they are now holding the child, these two, his two friends, and they're gonna take this child away from him. And he's got this. He does this like, "What's going on here?" And he's got this like, buck wild, crazy eye, and his hand is in this like weird claw pose, and he like walks all like a pirate. It's it's super weird and very like, uh, I don't know, confusing <laughs> to look at. But he he definitely has this like emotion. Like, okay, this is this character's version of confused anger, I guess. <laughs> Not the way I would express that, but okay, I get it. <laughs> There's a lot of that. We're like, uh, definitely not the facial expression I would have chosen for this scene <laughs> or for this emotion if it were happening to me, but Within uh, he the is doing something. Though, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 Very well. Like, n- that's another thing I liked about this film is like, it's fucking wild and weird and crazy, mm. but nothing ever took me out of the film. Like, yeah, I, I suspended my disbelief flawlessly through the whole thing. Even uh, when the desert gives birth to John Goodman, which was <laughs> phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> oh, that had to be one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that and the, the police chase scene where he's getting the diapers. The the. F- Car chase, I guess, is what it would be called, where the police are chasing Nick Cage on foot. Uh, <laughs> that there's a police officer hanging out the side of the window, passenger <laughs> window. That is the most buck wild, trigger happy motherfucker I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He probably shoots like forty to fifty shots. He's shooting this like he's shooting a semi-automatic pistol with a a magazine the size of his forearm. Like yeah. And it doesn't make any difference whatsoever if he's shooting into traffic or into a fucking grocery store down the aisles. And Mm -hmm. what's even more crazy is they run through like a house and he shoots up the house uh, (laughs) and then he continues to run and they go into a grocery store and the cop follows Nick Cage into the grocery store. Nick Cage grabs another bundle of diapers. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that I really like. Yeah, the cop is continuing to shoot at him the whole time. He's like, quote-unquote escaping from the police but he's like oh i can't forget diapers and fucking grabs another bundle (laughs) and right after he does uh the grocery store owner i assume fucking peeks up over one of the aisles with a double barrel and fucking blows these bags out of the water just fucking shoots at (laughs) naked like there's no oh what's going on here what's happening no like a cop comes running in shooting and the shop owner's like fuck yeah where's my <laughs> shotgun <laughs> no no <laughs> just no fucking where's my scatter gun <laughs> yeah where's my scatter gun and just starts fucking shooting at one of the random patrons in his fucking shop just like I mean to be fair Nick Cage did have a pantyhose on his head so like it was pretty easy to determine yeah. who was the target. He That's said fair. sarcastically. But there's also, like, <laughs> there was ver- there was zero, like, hmm, why are the cops shooting at this guy? He's no. just walking around in my store. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> happening right now? None of that. Not to he mention- saw a cop shooting and was like, I want to join in on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been waiting to use old Bessie for about three years now. Yeah. <laughs> Bought hey, her down at the Walmart. <laughs> 
There was like, no second guessing. It's like there, there's no. This isn't a, a, a guy in a cop uniform trying to shoot. No, he's like cop uniform shooting. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna follow his lead. This is my time to shine. Like, but no. It, not to mention that the police were chasing Nick Cage for stealing diapers and trying to shoot him, trying to kill him dead for stealing diapers. Yeah, dude. Um, and the fucking well, no, the I convenience guess, store. Guy. I guess he was armed. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was unloaded, was but armed. he was armed. But like, it's yeah. it's not like they did that the first like seven times they picked him up. I <laughs> yeah, know. And what's even more crazy to me is he like is at the convenience store. Back to the beginning of this robbery, he's at the convenience store, pantyhose, holding up the place. the 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 teenager behind the counter is putting money into the bag, and he's like, "You better hurry up! I'm in trouble with the wife." And she yells, "You son of a bitch!" and fucking drives off. Mm-hmm. And he grabs the the bag with. Uh, the money and he grabs the bundle of diapers and he goes and he stands in front of the window by the front door and watches her leave and he's like well shit and then the cops drive up and he's like huh cops and then a fucking bullet explodes the window right next to his head and he looks at it and he's like is that a bullet hole and he looks back and this fucking teenager like pimple faced teenager <laughs> levels a 44 magnum at, at fucking Nick Cage it was a goddamn like, dirty oh. hairy gun <laughs> I know he's like yeah and he fucking pulls the trigger again and it barely misses Nick Cage again and that's when he's like hmm I should run and he leaves the convenience store and then you know cops shooting whatever he jumps through uh somebody's house he like almost he gets hit by a guy driving an f-150 who he then like gets in and is like uh drive fucking fast and this guy is gonna have a heart attack this poor driver has a heart attack (laughs) continually for the next like minute and a half where he fucking almost gets hit by uh uh his wife, uh, Nick Cage's wife, I forget her name, Ed, almost gets hit by Ed, and then he turns, and uh, this fucking teenager runs out into the middle of the street in some random neighborhood and levels his gun and fucking starts shooting at this pickup truck. What? <laughs> what? Bro, you work a 7-Eleven. You don't get to chase people down. No, Let alone it, shoot at some random bystander's pickup. That's it, not how the, any of this works. It's almost like everyone in Arizona has bought a gun, hoping and praying for the day to use it. Yeah, that is so wildly unrealistic. It's, it's, it really... I can't go on with this bit. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> it actually, it started I was a gonna joke, make a I'm sarcastic joke, and now I'm, yeah... <laughs> now I'm just sad. Yep. Well, uh, that being said, uh, he did still just shoot at some random dude's F-150, which is buck fucking wild. Yeah. And then this guy is still like ah, screaming, swerves <laughs> out of way of this teenager, and then on to another street. That's uh, the cop is driving at him, also shooting the fuck up this pickup. This poor guy, like <laughs> All he's he was just going home was, one night. Yeah. So now that there's been uh, a hundred rounds shot through grocery stores and neighborhoods and trucks. And almost uh, dogs. Can we touch on that? Because while he was running through the yard, this Doberman uh, chases him. And 
uh, like I guess hops the fence or something because as he's running down the street, this Doberman's chasing him and riling up all the other dogs in the neighborhood until yep. there is a, I mean, very indie movie esque scene of just him being chased by a pack of dogs that he yep. just runs into every once in a while in the chase. But yeah, those police could have shot those dogs. Could could we could we calm down at least for the dogs? No shit. I would classify them as a gang of dogs, actually, if I was being yeah, real. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but, so the dogs chase him into the grocery store. There's a lady in the produce section freaking out with her cart, getting shot at by the fucking police. And uh, the poli- he so Nick Cage gets shot at by the shop owner, turns around in the aisle, runs towards the police officer who levels a gun at him in the middle of aisle six. And uh, the lady in the shopping cart comes screaming and fucking T-bones the police officer with a shopping cart, <laughs> saving Nick Cage's life, apparently. And they're being chased by this gang of dogs through the grocery store. It it was the most buckwild car chase police shootout thing scene that I have seen in maybe any movie ever. And, <laughs> it was in... and to top the whole thing off, the soundtrack was fucking some guy yodeling for some reason. <laughs> It was yeah. the most buck wild thing ever. Like no, that yeah. scene alone was worth the price of admission of this film. It was just, just so <laughs> good. It's and it it kind of touches on the next point that I wanted to make is that this movie does a really good job of kind of mixing, uh, mixing different kind of emotions together. Because like, it's a movie about a couple. Uh, an inmate who fell in love with the person who was taking his mugshot and they find out that she is barren so they cannot have a child after they've straightened their life or after he's straightened his life out and they've settled down so they try to adopt and because of his checkered past they cannot adopt so then they hear on the news that some furniture salesman has had five children and they're like well, it's not fair that they have so many. Yeah. They have more than they can handle. We should yeah. just take one. So That's the impetus. The 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 news says, "Oh, they've bitten off more than they can chew with five kids." And they're like, "Oh, light bulb." Yeah. And it's ugh. and so the movie is about these people that steal a baby. And <laughs> but it is still they even though it's about terrible people doing terrible things, they still manage to pull off this just lighthearted kind of delightful yeah. romp feeling. But yeah, yeah. still in the back of my mind was this, hey, guys, what, what everyone is doing in this movie, no one has done anything in this movie that is okay, but I still am enjoying the shit out of it. I know. It's because they just, they just wanted to raise a family. Like, even after they stole the baby... They were like, okay, we're going to give him a good home. Like, they love this child to no end. Like, they just wanted a family. So they have, like, I don't know, good motives, I guess. So we feel for them. <laughs> we're like, oh, we don't want bad things to happen because these aren't bad people. They're just, like, not – they just stole a baby. It's They're fine. just not particularly good. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was the, the – the thing that I was feeling the most throughout the whole movie was this just kind of not really on edge, but almost uneasy feeling of like everything that's going on is buck wild and 
needs to be rectified, but I'm actually kind of liking watching weird Nick Cage run yeah. around with a stolen baby and, like, his inmate friends who busted out of prison are, like, just being the worst possible influence and then they steal the baby for the ransom money and then this random ass like lone biker bounty hunter also wants the baby because he wants the money and like this and entire situation is like this this kid is probably going to die like the bounty yeah. hunter pull, puts the car seat on the front of his motorcycle and proceeds to drive like 80 miles an hour down the highway does, doing wheelies, wheelies and shit, and shit. <laughs> i'm like Although, this... to be fair i think this baby's indestructible because yeah. the two criminals who mm -hmm. stole the baby from nick cage uh left it on top of their car twice not once fine. but twice and yeah and they drove off and it was a running <sighs> bit right but the baby just fell off in the middle of the road literally in the middle of the Middle with T's of the road. The, the middle. The middle <laughs> of the road. And it's fine. It's just like chilling in its little baby carrier seat thing. Uh, and then it gets picked up again and moves on with the plot. So I think the baby's indestructible. So the baby's probably going to be fine. That's what we call plot armor. The baby has plot yeah. armor. <laughs> the baby for sure has plot armor. And also, I think baby armor. Because even if it wasn't relative, like relevant to the plot, you can't kill a baby in a movie you just, like this. You can't. <laughs> I mean, uh, you probably can't in real life either. I mean, as long as you pretend like nothing has gone wrong and they're not hurt, they're just not hurt. That's like true. They a, are like a kid falls over and bumps his knee on the sidewalk and like starts going, <laughs> you just go, oh, cool trick, man. And then he was, and then he'd be like, he's like, fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This doesn't hurt. This is fucking awesome. Like, a meteor yeah. could fall from the sky and crush a kid, and you'd be like, oh, man, good job. And he would just crawl out from under the meteor and be yeah. like, look what I did, Dad. Babies are kind of indestructible. <laughs> That's a true fact. In that regard, this movie was incredibly accurate. <laughs> yeah, I just... Man, it was... Yeah. I, I, I honestly can't think of a, a better word for how I felt watching this movie than I... It was just delightful. <laughs> it, was a, it was a pure delight. It was actually enjoyable uh, to watch, yeah. The, so, there's one scene that I identified with... I mean, of all the things, because it takes place in Tempe. But there's one that I identified <laughs> with so heavily that I literally paused the film for like two oh, I seconds think I know so what that you're I could stop. About. So, they are uh, Nick Cage and his two friends are fighting in his living room over the child. One of his friends takes the baby and goes and hides in the bathroom. And then Nick Cage and John Goodman proceed to fight. <laughs> uh, and there's a part of this fight where they like, wailing on each other and nick cage raises both of his hands up over his head to like double hammer fist on john goodman and fucking scrapes his knuckles against the popcorn on the ceiling and scrapes and i fucking lost it i was like i have i have scraped my knuckles on popcorn ceilings so goddamn many times that i i fucking i like uh, i should write a fuck i should write a letter to this director because that was pure genius thank you i feel seen so hard <laughs> I can't believe. And he's like, scrape. He's like, ah! 
then, then he the gets like that as yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they use that as a reason for Nick Cage to have a beat so John Goodman could get a punch in. Like <laughs> it was flawless. It was I have so rarely good. ever seen such perfect like addition to a film. It was absolutely perfect. Oh. Oh. God, that was so good. Man, the other part I liked was uh, having been raised in Arizona. Um, it was funny to me that there was a part where uh, Nick Cage got H.I. is his name. Yeah, in, in H.I. H.I. and they call him High. But um, yep. So High and Ed, I I hadn't put those two names together before, and it's kind of kind of <laughs> fucky. Ed and High, High and Ed. Anyway, he sounds like a crazy shock jock DJ combo, but <laughs> <laughs> almost made you spit out your rock star. Almost. Damn. Need to work on that. Anyway. Yeah, we'll get it next time. <laughs> this is a long show, man. We've got several more tries. <laughs> <laughs> At least several. So Hi and Ed have friends over, and I think they're friends of Ed's because it's, it's just another uh, husband and wife with a bunch of kids, and they just come over i guess to see the the new baby but Mm -hmm. well new the kid's like a year old but (laughs) um, uh, the the wife walks over and she and ed are looking at this baby and she's like oh he's so cute you're gonna send him to arizona state right and like it's this big (laughs) prestigious university and not party central like it's like oh man this really even more so in the 80s yeah (laughs) you're gonna send him to arizona state (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> you gotta keep him away from U of A. Like, <laughs> come on. So I just, it was, it was just a, a little bit of, I don't even know if they intended it to be that way, but it was just a little bit of, uh, like, for the Arizonans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely a nod to the AZ people. For There's sure. another one, too, uh, where they're talking, that same scene, they're talking about getting the baby its vaccinations. And he's like, oh, you gotta get the, uh, what do they call it? There's like, the the met tet or something some some vaccine right and mm. like otherwise he's gonna get locked on night vision and i was like word <laughs> night vision what the fuck word <laughs> <laughs> like lockjaw and night vision is that a combo what what where did that come from is that no, like are a... you sure you remember it being night vision because i don't i don't remember exactly what you said there <laughs> i'm not i mean no i'm not perfectly certain because it was fast but i am pretty sure she said lockjaw and night vision because you i know? even wrote it down that's my that's my headcanon now. I don't care if I watch yeah. this again and find out that she did say something else. I'm just going to imagine her saying night vision because yeah. then I get to live in a world where if I did not get my vaccinations, I could have had night vision. Thanks, mom, yeah. for getting me yeah. vaccinated. There's always hope. <laughs> yeah. Lockjaw and night vision. And that I should have been the name of our podcast. It's never too late to change the name of a podcast. I mean, we're only six ep- <laughs> six episodes in, man. We've got like, they can be Lockjaw and Night Vision. <laughs> but <laughs> we, man, then I'd have to type a, different things into the thumbnail and like. That's true. Is this a comic book duo? Did we just invent a new comic? Oh god. I got dib. I got dibs on Lockjaw. I mean, that's okay because I wanted Night Vision. I'm envisioning like a a, a, a Jay and Silent Bob scenario. I'm envisioning. Where doesn't say anything at all. I'm envisioning the night. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Oh man. So, 
there's there's two things I want to touch on left, mm-hmm. and that is uh, when his two robber buddies, John Goodman and his brother, I think. I don't know. I in, think they might have just been real good friends in prison yeah, because in that Glenn. during that whole sequence, um, High is going on about how he feels such a sense of camaraderie in the prison, like you know, similar to those who have fought in battle together, <laughs> which I thought was funny, just because he had been there like nine times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. So they might have just been friends. Yeah. John Goodman and Glenn, whatever the character's name, whatever, uh, rob a seed bank. It's a regular bank for rural farmers. Yeah, they call it a hayseed bank. Hayseed bank, thank you. Yeah. Um, they get in there, and uh, John Goodman does the freeze, get on the floor, and everybody stands oh, God, still. Yes. And the old man is like, well, do you want us to freeze, or do you want us to get on the floor? Because we can't do both, whatever. So he's just get on the floor and they all get on the floor and they look over and the bank teller stations are all empty. And they're like, Oh God, where'd the tellers go? And they're like, we're down here on the floor. And I fucking lost my shit. Like we're down here. Like, Oh, you fuck. Of course they're just on the floor. There were several (laughs) of those moments in this movie that really did honestly make me think of (laughs) movies like, uh, uh, is it Moonrise Kingdom? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah. Where it's it's shot in such, there were just a few scenes that were written in such this weird, campy way that were just, gave it so much charm, like that one yeah. in the bank, and then, oh, what was the other one I'm thinking of? It's, it's that running joke that they have where uh, uh, H.I. is in hearings, uh, parole hearings, to see if they're going to let him out, and every time... The three at the other end of the table are like, well, you're not lying to us, are you? You're not just telling us what you want us to hear. And he's like, well, no, I'm telling you the truth. And then he convinces them. And then the guy in the middle goes, well, all right, then. Or mm-hmm. or like, all righty, then. It was one of those things that was just words uh, that were repeated throughout the movie. And yeah. because he goes, well, all right, then. And then you see the parole stamp. Um, but then that scene in the bank where the guy's going on for like three minutes about, well, I didn't know if you wanted us to freeze or lay down. Cause if I was laying down, well then I'd be in motion and then I wouldn't be freezing. And then he goes, just shut up. He goes, Oh, well, all right then. And <laughs> it's just this running ridiculous campy thing throughout the film that reminds you that it is being shot in that style, but that again, yeah. doesn't take you out of it. it yeah. 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 It's, it's just one of those bits that just, believable. yeah, it just yeah, enhances part. the whole thing. But like it, it adds to that very cohesive, mm. uh, uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It built, this, it built this, may world. Have, this may have been the most, uh, cohesive kind of vision that I've seen in, in our Nick Cage viewing yet. Absolutely. Uh, we having watched a couple of movies now in this list that I would qualify as actual films, like were written. Uh, <laughs> it does. We're written. We're th- put on film. Yeah. But also <laughs> like, weren't terrible. Right. Yeah. Um, it feels like that where like, this is, this was clearly like well thought out by the writers and directors all mm-hmm. the way through. 
even if it is like a ridiculous comedy campy movie it's not like you know i don't know these weird parody comedies that we see 10 years ago of like the twilight comedy and the the scream parody version it's not like that where it's just like a comedy movie that was given no thought this is clearly like a well thought out film it was done with and a lot of tact yes and and a lot of world building you get the it's a ridiculous um you know slant wise look at at phoenix but <laughs> you get the you get the the feeling that phrases like well all right then is just like a colloquialism for this whole area because mm-hmm. a lot of people say it and a lot of people do and like that is the kind of world building that you don't really see in comedy films very much right it's great super good yeah i i, I definitely did enjoy the hell out of this movie uh lastly before we get to our recommendation and rating mm-hmm. uh the very last scene and more importantly last sentence of the film <laughs> he he has a dream so uh nick cage originally dreamed of this like apocalyptic motorcycle bounty hunter guy and then it turns out he's in the film he then at to bookend that at the end of the film has another dream where he dreams of like him and and ed growing old together and having kids actually of their own and grandkids and all of this stuff and then he he says towards the end he's like and it was just like wonderful place where people had their lives together and it was sunny and happy and blah blah and it like shows nick cage laying in bed and he like wakes up and he's like it was someplace i don't know maybe it was utah and then it cuts the credits and it's like man it was so fucking like the delivery was excellent it It really was the timing and the delivery were perfect on that final line wonderful dreamy place where our lives can be happy i don't know maybe it was utah (laughs) (laughs) like hey man utah's not that great like what is this i don't understand (laughs) it's so funny it was very oh man it was a really good way to cut to black yeah it really was I think it's obvious we recommend you watch this film. I like I would watch it again. I think I I may actually even watch this film again. That's right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like um, it it is definitely recommended that you yes, at least give it a go. Mhm. If if for nothing else, the fucking ridiculous police chase <laughs> yes thing that happened is worth watching. Like and watch for- the film. And for um, John Goodman, I mean, this movie could have been called uh, "Raising Arizona," aka John Goodman yells, and it's yes. it's very it's very good. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of John Goodman yelling, especially when the desert gave birth to him Just and his friend. Kind of like pooped him out. Yeah, I have I have written in my notes. It said, "Oh my God, the Earth gave birth to John Goodman!" Exclamation part. And then right below it, "Holy shit, it's twins." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, because the whole scene is they're escaping from prison, so the prison is in the background, and then in the foreground is John Goodman. It's it's raining cats and dogs, and John Goodman just bursts out of the mud, and for the entire probably three-minute scene, is just ah, screaming his lungs out. And then once he's fully out of this this desert birthing hole he reaches back in with an arm and pulls out a leg and then pulls out his buddy who 
he's with for the rest of the movie by the legs upside down and just holds him by the angles in the air and they're both just yelling it was so fucking funny that's the entire introduction of both of their characters and i don't think it could have been done any better yeah 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 john i like i realized john goodman was in the film briefly because he it shows the scene where they're in like prison therapy mm-hmm. and it like shows him uh he says like a line or whatever and they move on i was like oh shit john goodman's in there and then right. the next time you see him his head just plunks up out of the mud and he's like <laughs> for three straight minutes it was so good i was like yes oh. this is exactly the kind of movie vibes i want from yes. any john goodman yes. film from ever it was perfect <laughs> oh man it in was any so case good. We recommend this movie. What rating yes. would you give it, Seth? Go watch this. I am going to go out on a limb and mm. give this a full-on 25 out of 28. Ooh. Yes, watch this film. It is very good. You know, I think I might give it... There were just a couple of things that, that could have uh, been changed around but i think uh 26 out of 28 is a pretty good oh, one shit, yeah that's no this good. is i was not expecting to actually like this movie like there have been movies that we watched that i did enjoy and i get to the end of it and i'm like oh cool that was that was not bad like uh yep. racing with the moon was good but yep this one left me going oh you saucy bastard nick cage yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, maybe it was utah you fucking dick <laughs> i love yeah, it <laughs> that was that was the thing for me it was that end scene where yeah. he's like dreaming and reminiscing and closing up all the loose ends i was like okay this is kind of like not a great way to end it's like uh you know it didn't end on necessarily a high note i was getting a little bored and then he opens his eyes like maybe it was utah and it's like you brought it back around you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but yeah. uh I think this is worthy of my highest rating yet. Yes, I fully agree. Um, that's close, man. I don't know if anything's going to beat it, but we still have some heavy hitters, man. Yeah, no, we, we still, still do have seconds. some good ones. And uh, there are still a couple of points for improvement, but I I did enjoy this very this movie very much. Yeah, I did enjoy this very movie much. Hey, okay. I don't appreciate being called out like that. I don't come here to be called out <laughs> like that. What am I saying? Yes, I do come here to be called out like that. What else do we even do? I'm going to go scrape my knuckles on the ceiling again. Uh, <laughs> t- t- tune in next time. I did gonna, that three days go, ago, man. I'm going to go give a that haymaker to John life. Goodman. Like, <laughs> God damn it. All right. Don't abandon us just yet. Apparently, there are some good movies on the horizon. Who knows? <laughs> if you're still listening this far, um, we love you. Well, I love you. I don't know. I don't know. I can't yeah. speak for Seth. I mean, I could go either way. You seem like an okay kind of person, but I don't really know you that well. Yeah, that's fair. I still love you, though. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I hit the wrong button.